on FM, on DAB, and up to date on social media. We are Radio Newark. Radio Newark. Maroon 5 there, and girls like you. Well, um, a girl like me here in the studio this morning, well, it is actually not a girl like me, it is me, it's June Rollins in the studio, and I am talking for the next... 50 minutes or so to our second guest of the day um his name is andy tubbury and i'm doing really really well because last time andy was in uh sometime in spring last year if i remember rightly i and rachel who was with me at the time called him alan all the way through the interview so i'm doing pretty good this morning because i haven't made a mistake yet touch wood i'm going to get his name right andy good morning thank good you morning. very much for coming in now you you're, you're not um well you're not far away but you're not exactly local are you you've come from nottingham Dram- just north of from nottingham, nottingham from nottingham area um so thank you very much for coming over what we're going to do we're going to talk about um it, it most of most of our, our chat will be about uh, the garden and flower and garden festival over at beaver castle but before we do that for those of you that didn't hear the um, original interview the first interview with andy last year we are going to um, just remind ourselves uh, or in, in case you didn't hear it let you know a little bit about him so andy landscape gardener by profession i believe uh we get labeled lots of things <laughs> um and being called alan last year is probably the best thing i've ever been called <laughs> uh i'm a garden designer um, right landscape gardeners they're a different beast in a way so so um, you do you do the pictures rather than do the digging yeah well no i used, <laughs> I used to do both but um <coughs> age is sort of uh hit above the belt shall we say yeah. uh and my days of hawking 20 ton of sand around in a day have, have sort of long gone i hope um but no I'm, I'm the designer i first studied in design back in the 70s um at mansfield art college which it was an art college at the time, so that probably paints a picture, the 70s and all that. Uh, I then went on and I had some uh, some time working at Rolls-Royce in Derby as a photographer. Uh, really? Yeah. <laughs> I then ran my own photographic studio for uh, getting on 20 years. Before I retrained over at Brackenhurst back into design. And designing with plants. Um, Gertrude Jekyll said we paint with plants, and, and basically... I always feel that it's just a change of medium, whether you're painting, taking photographs, they're all the same principles. If you if you study any of those and you're taught the same, it's all to do with balance and scale and use of different colours and heights and things like that. So I always equate it that way. But that was um, oh, 2003 when I, I, went, I had a midlife crisis and took myself back to, uh, back to school. Um, <laughs> Better than buying a motorbike. Yeah, I thought about the motorbike, but Brackenhurst was safer. Although some would argue against that. But um, and I, I got into the world of garden design, and we uh, we then went on and did a, quite a number of show gardens all around the country, which is what I'm still doing. And um, some of those show gardens. Tell us about one or two of those show gardens. I think you've got one coming up. We've soon, got one coming you? up at um, Gardeners World Live. Is uh, quite close to my heart. I've done, I don't know, thirteen out of fourteen years there. And in June this year, we've got the what will be my tenth solo design garden there, which we're doing to raise awareness for the charity High Ground, 
which are part of the DNRC. Now, I know all about high ground because, um, thanks to you, because we've discussed it, haven't we? And it, yeah. it's related to using horticulture to help um, veterans. Po- yeah, and post-traumatic yeah. stress, and then they, they help retrain people, get them into the land-based industries. So we've, uh, we're doing this, um, I keep using the word we, it's like a royal we. <laughs> uh, I am doing this um, show garden at, down at Gardeners World Live. It'll be my 10th year as a designer there so hopefully it's going to be quite special uh, and that's middle of june now uh, it, correct me if i'm wrong but i think usually when you do a show garden there's some kind of theme to it yeah do, do, do you I, have a theme? I always um, i've always viewed show gardens as um uh, a little bit of a way of indulging myself um and i've designed show gardens i once designed one based on a mork and wise sketch with andre previn Oh, um, I know the one, yeah, yes, yes. Yeah, so <laughs> I came up with a show garden for that. And one of the RHS judges, blessing me, actually said to me, it's, I don't understand it because I don't watch television. <laughs> but there you go, that's another story. <coughs> so, so how, how, talking about that one in particular, how do, how, how do you base flowers and trees and grass and things like that on, on Morecambe and Wives? Well... Uh, <laughs> There's another one in the pipeline, but I can't get the uh, sponsorship to do that one. That's I'm singing in the rain, but there we go. Um, it's a case of looking at the set and then converting it. Uh, and, and in that instance where there was the orchestra uh, at the back of the, the grand piano, <laughs> we made a, uh, we constructed a raised bed in the shape of a grand piano. Uh, and then I put little bits of jokes in there, like we planted the, the raised bed up with sedums totally planted it up with sedums uh, in, in the shape of the piano because during the sketch and i'm sorry about this but during the sketch uh he couldn't see them over the piano if you remember that part mm-hmm, of the mm-hmm. sketch when uh, mr preview was trying to yes. work it all out and then <laughs> we're showing back, our yeah. age here andy <laughs> and we had some sculptures done in the, in the uh they were actually the first seven um notes from greek's piano concerto and i had to have them numbered one to seven so that when we placed them in amongst the planting, because they were quite big pieces of sculpture, I didn't want to inadvertently put them in in the right order. So I had to make sure they went in in the wrong order. Uh, so that that was just one. It was a lot of fun. I ended up with Joe Swift tap dancing up and down the keyboard that we'd done and all sorts of strange things. But, but yeah, I always tend to look at um, look at a show garden as being a way to indulge what I do. I've, I've done one as, as a tribute to jeff hamilton about three or four years ago mm-hmm. uh, i've done one to uh, highlight coastal erosion out in newark in uh, norfolk uh, it's not quite eroded to newark yet but, <laughs> no um, we are a little bit away from the coast <laughs> here, time, aren't yeah. we? Yes. <laughs> so it's, it's just a case really of when we do a commission for a client quite oftenly we, we have to look at what the client wants as a designer and interpret that whereas a show garden if we've not got a sponsor which a lot of the time you don't have it's a chance to let the uh, creative juices flow so so the show garden that's coming up this summer um do you have your theme already planned for that one well it's it's um again it's based on high ground so we're using lots of different levels uh, there'll be a roof garden in there uh, hence the high ground um there's a jacuzzi in there but i've been told i'm not going in um <laughs> Whether I can get Mr. Titchmarsh, the other Alan involved, I don't know. But um, there's all sorts of things like that. So it's, it's to represent the work that High Ground do and the therapy and the, the stages to recovery. And and actually putting it all together, it, it's, it, it, it takes a little bit of time, doesn't it? When you actually, you know, you go down there and put, start we, building we get, it, so um, to speak. 
a lot of the, uh, I don't think the public, uh, a lot of the public realise, um, for instance, Chelsea, they get anywhere around a month um, to to build the show mm-hmm. gardens down there that's, that cost millions of pounds to put together. Uh, Gardeners World Live, we get about two and a half weeks. So um, when we uh, had the guys at the Beaver show last year, we had four and a half days. Mm-hmm. So um, obviously the construction has to be adapted and tweaked to suit the uh, time schedule but yeah i'll be up and down the good old m42 for about three weeks leading up to that and as a general rule at the end of the um event that that you your show garden is um on display what happens to everything that well, you obviously you have to take it apart um yeah what, what, what do you do with everything uh, again the public would probably cry um there's a huge amount of waste which has always irritated me uh, most of my show gardens end up being recited we, we've recited them at schools or community centers um the Morecambe wise one that ended up at the community center in hunstanton at norfolk um strangely enough but but um i've always made a point of trying to recycle as much as we can but but there's a huge amount of stuff that literally just gets ripped out scrapped and and gone and um in terms of judging um are you hopeful of a, a prize for this one uh the judging um every again this is something that uh people probably don't don't fully appreciate um theoretically everybody can get gold everybody can get gold you have to write what they call a a design brief and you you submit that with your application along with the drawings and everything you are judged against that design brief and when the judges come round to view the garden they tick off literally a certain amount of uh, criteria against that so it's a question have you fulfilled what you set out to do yeah yeah Um, and then you're marked on things like plant quality impact um, the use of plants in the right place, uh, you know, putting a putting a uh, an azalea, for instance, next to something that likes dry sunshine, whereas that likes uh, sort of woodlandy type type planting. You'd lose marks for that. So your planting relationships have all got to be spot on. So, so even though it's only like a temporary thing, it's still got to be real, so it, to speak. In terms be, of, yeah. if this was a real garden, it would work. The only way you can get around that with with the uh, the judging is if you actually stipulate in your client brief that it is a theoretical garden and a piece of fiction, and it's there as a as a work of art, basically. Um, and I know one or two of the <laughs> the the better known designers that do that sort of thing um and, and there's one or two that that just stick to a formula uh, and they know then they're going to be getting golds and, and silvers mm, mm. this year who knows there, I, I gave up a long time ago i've had many a heated discussion with many judges that are, are actually now friends um about uh, why have they given that when the one next door isn't as good or whatever but but yeah it's all subjective so, we're going to take a, a, a step back, so to speak, right now, and we're going to talk about um, the first Beaver Flower and Garden Festival, which took place last year, which Andy organised. Now, Andy, first of all, tell us briefly, why? <laughs> yeah, that's a good question. Um, why? In my um, time travelling around the country doing show gardens, uh, and being a Nottingham-born guy, it became apparent to me that we lacked a certain type of 
show in in the region uh yes there's some really good flower shows already there's one at newark that's been going a few years um but it wasn't the type of show that i'd got envisaged and i tried getting uh the rhs to do something um they decided not to and went up to chatsworth uh, which is north derbyshire um so it's not really our region as I, as i feel it is anyway so I stuck my head literally above the parapet and decided to throw myself into organising the one last year to try and actually put something into the region that it was lacking and to put something back into a trade that's been really good to me over the last 15 years. And how did it go? Okay. I think, <laughs> you know, I think anybody that said it was a uh, either a raise, raising success or, or a disaster, it wasn't either. Um, we got about two and a half, three thousand people over the weekend, which was, you know, really good. Um, we we had hic- hiccups, uh, a lot of them probably logistical things. I was going onto the site, um, never having really spent a lot of time in the castle grounds, so it was a case of logistically getting to know what was working, what didn't work. Uh, things, some things didn't work. Some things worked really well. So not only was it the first time that that type of event has been at the castle, uh, it was the first one that I had attempted on my own to organise. So, so it was really in at the deep end. <laughs> and and uh, speaking as a former event manager myself, it's always a, a, a pretty steep learning curve when you're doing something completely new, and especially if it's in a completely new environment, um, an environment where, as you say, something like that hasn't happened before. So um, it's kind of like, um, let's get this first one as good as we can and then we can learn as yeah. we go along i um right from sort of september in 2017 when I, when i set out to do it I, I was very open that we we'd have about 60 exhibitors um we we sort of set up the facebook page i took videos of where it was in the in the grounds everything we did i was i was quite open about um i put together the the exhibitors a lot of them were friends of mine from all around the country and uh, we we got somewhere in the region of 200 Chelsea gold medals on site uh, with various companies. And we got uh, people that had built show gardens on Main Avenue at Chelsea there. So everything was, was very much... Um, I wanted 60 quality exhibitors there. And I, and I felt that side of things we we did achieve. We had some really good people there. And they all enjoyed it, the exhibitors... Um, all enjoyed it and i think we've got 70 percent of those already booked back in so i was, I was going to say it's always a good um indicator of how well an event went yeah. if you get a positive response from the um, particularly from the people taking part great to have a good response from your visitors obviously um but if the people who actually were involved want to do it again that is always a good sign isn't it i, I, I that was what i felt we we've you know, we've got to learn from the the things that we didn't do. Um, for instance, I made the decision not to do a programme, um, which, in hindsight, that was that was a mistake, and we're going to correct that this year. Uh, it, it, people didn't know when the question time panels were on, and the question time was made up of, of some really top people. Um, you know, all the local BBC radio gardeners pretty much were on there, um, and we got some some top people on the stage performing one of the bands that were on the stage he's actually just releasing a cd that he's had produced down at abbey road so everything that we tried to get involved there was were top quality people 
right from the guy making the burgers good old good old johnny he's he's a master butcher so everything we, we looked at was was top notch um and and yeah there were things that we we didn't like um but there was a uh, there was things like half a dozen people that had paid for the stands decided not to come for whatever reason um we got a guy booked in who was uh, a Victorian ice cream salesman on one of these little bikes, and he'd booked in to, to be riding around selling ice creams, and he actually got stuck in Russia. Oh, dear. Yeah, he, he went out to watch England in the World <laughs> Cup, didn't anticipate them getting as far and couldn't get a flight back. Right. Um, so, so, it, so good news, in, in a way. That yeah, we, we had all there. sorts of, of things like that, and, you know, the, there was a guy there who was due to uh, be bringing a load of load of real top-quality items to exhibit, and two days before his dad died. So we, we had mm. things like that coming at us, even down to the Saturday when the, the front gate on the castle, the automatic gate... <laughs> Uh, where the cars were exiting on the Saturday afternoon, it decided to fuse. Mm. Yeah, not, so, not something you um, can. Um, <laughs> so we ended plan up on the Sunday. Or. We had to go out the same way we came in. Not ideal, and lots of things like that. You know, so so there were hiccups, and I was thinking on my feet a lot of the time, and, and we were having to correct it. Um, you know, there, there was uh, people sort of climbing through the fence to avoid paying the admission to get in um been there seen that as well there was one guy even rode rode across the top lake in an inflatable dinghy to come and buy his beers (laughs) so we um it was all a learning curve um were convinced that that somebody was uh, helping themselves to rolls of toilet paper because everybody kept coming and saying, there's no toilet paper. <laughs> um, and we knew, and I knew that it was being checked every 15 minutes or so, that they were being topped up with new rolls. And when the guy came to collect the toilets the week after, he said there were hardly anything in them. So the toilet mm. rolls had gone somewhere. <laughs> so I think this year, I don't know, being a bit flippant, maybe everybody will get issued with six little sheets of toilet Good paper. Idea. You know, yes, so we'll, we'll get around it. Pass. Yeah, yeah, yes. it'll, it'll be printed on there. So. <laughs> Right. Let's let's um, put the past behind us, so to speak, then, and, and look to the future. First of all, the all-important dates of this year's festival. It's the 13th and 14th of July. Saturday and Sunday, of course. Yeah, it's, it's, a, uh, it's the same weekend, in fact, which we've... Uh, we've now got hopefully ring fence for the next three or four years at the castle. Planning ahead, um, good. Yeah, the the, the Duchess has, has kindly agreed to uh, allow that, um, and it's the weekend between the Hampton Court show and the Tatton show, so it's it's a it's a gap in the horticultural diary. And hopefully, you're not involved in either of those. Uh, not yet. <laughs> I think you might have enough on your hands if you are running your own show um, without having to try and do something the week before and the week after. But hey ho, you know if uh, if that's your thing, <laughs> right? So um, timings ten till four. Yeah, no, kind of times last year again we we tried to get it all a little bit early and. Um, but this year, I think the Saturday's probably going to start around quarter to ten and, and probably run to five o'clock instead of half four, uh, things like that. So we're, we're tweaking one or two things. There's a lot still got to be got to be ironed out, to be honest, between now and, and May when, when things will be finalised. Um, but I have made, after last year, I, I sat back with a, a very large whiskey uh, about a week after the show and I thought, this was okay, but it needs to be notched up we need to let the show grow uh so one of the major things i've done again a friend of mine um he was rhs shows director before he, he thought he'd retired uh, a guy called stephen bennett now stephen 
ran Chelsea Flower Show for 22 years and, and is now acting, he doesn't like the word consultant, but um, he's there alongside, he's helping me get this year's show together using his contacts as well as mine and we, we're intending to let the show grow a little bit this year. Um, last year we said 60 exhibitors this year. I'd like to, um, you know, maybe double that. But we've got to be careful that we don't end up with too many exhibitors in relation to the attendance so everything's got to grow over the years and people have got to got to bear with us on that and it's got to grow gradually sure it's, it's, it's baby steps basically isn't it um if you, we want you, to you, it, you, i'm, I'm yeah. playing the long game mm, yeah, yeah absolutely yeah. You know. now um one of the things that is going to be different about this year or one of the things that's being added into um this year's event you've given me some information about um a rather special um, competition that's happening. Yeah, it's a bit of an exclusive for you because it's not it's not being launched till tomorrow. <laughs> but um, you they, heard it here first, folks. Again, um, a, a, a friend of mine. He, he was uh, he was head RHS judge for a long time, and he actually judged out in the World Championships a few years ago. Uh, Andrew Fisher Tomlin. Um, Andrew runs oh, his partner in a, a college in London called the London College of Garden Design, uh, and it's one of the I should think it's probably one of the top ones in the country, independent colleges. Now, Andrew, he came last year and helped us judge the show gardens, uh, and he was amazed at the quality that we'd put it, put these together in four and a half days, uh, and, and the quality was actually a credit to the designers. But Andrew has stepped forward, and he, he's launching this competition tomorrow uh, that we're inviting people to apply. There's, there's a grant available. Applications are going to be judged by him and Joe Thompson. Uh, Joe's she's designing one of the main avenue gardens at Chelsea this year. She's a very well-known designer for Wedgwood. I see. On, yeah, on this piece yeah. Of paper. Mm, yes. Again, the, I mean, you know, designing. we're only getting the, the hopefully the best people involved in, well, in whatever we're doing. Um, so uh, they're going to be judging the applications, and it's a it's a raised uh, design for a plant border. Uh, and it's it's there's going to be so many applications so many spaces and the people will get a, a sponsorship towards paying for everything to to put this on so that's quite a a big thing to to have the the country's premier design college wanting to get involved in what i'm trying to do for the trade and and the area absolutely and looking at the paperwork here what they're looking for is your perfect country border. You might decide to create a wildlife-friendly design, a water-wise planting for summer droughts, or a party planting for a small-town garden. Whatever your chosen story, it should work within the overall theme of countryside borders. Um, two days to put it together before the show. Um, although, obviously, not for there's, the plenty, of time to, there's yeah. plenty of time for planning. Um, and... Um, they are going to, um, as you say, they're going to be offering grants to um, the lucky winners. Um, yes, lucky winners will receive grants as well. Um, and there is a limited number of places. Very limited. Mm. Very limited. And even though it's not officially out yet. It's launched tomorrow. So, the, like I say, this is a bit of an exclusive for you. Um, we've set a limit as to how many that the sponsorship will cover. Uh, although I'm told that we've already got a huge amount of people interested in this, so <laughs> the words, um, the words, getting out already. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the, the, these exclusives never are. Um, so 
it, it's yeah, it's, it's going to be something that we're adding to, and hopefully running that alongside with the, the this show garden section and the the local schools can get involved because of course we have a schools competition that we ran last year as well that, that we had five or six schools last year. And the, the winner was uh, in receipt of a goodie bag from the, from the Idle Mall, the, the garden centre at the castle. Now, presumably, if anybody out there is listening who is either um, a garden designer or a landscape gardener and they um, think, oh, I'd like to give this competition a go, when it's launched, it'll be on social media and we'll be able to... It'll be... It'll be everywhere. everywhere. Yeah. Twitter, yeah, you sure name it. it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now, we're talking to Andy Tubbury about this year's Flower and Garden Festival up at Beaver Castle, or should I say down at Beaver Castle from here? I'm not quite sure. Anyway, at Beaver Castle. And um, we, we've talked about um, a couple of things that are happening, but Andy, in, in broad brushstrokes, give us an idea of what visitors to the festival this year can expect, the kind okay, of thing. Well, I mean, the, the first thing to sort of uh, say is that last year a lot of people said we thought it was up at the castle, but there's nowhere up at the castle for us to, you know, to do it. We can't put a, a marquee on a one in four and they've not really got anywhere licensed up there. So so it, we're down by the, the lake again, the same position as last year and uh, we're going to be following the same sort of format but we've got, um, we've already got companies involved that were there last year but we're extending that uh, on the question time panel now um again he's, a, he's become a friend of mine a guy called professor david stevens who was the first doctorate in in horticulture i don't know how many years ago but he's is the author not only is a well-known designer around the world but david's just redesigned the, sh- the rose garden up at the castle he goes on television and he's written about two dozen books and david's going to get involved we're trying to get him to do a show garden if we can get a sponsor. There's all sorts of things happening. The the question time panel, we've got a lot of local, well-known people involved in that. Again, people like Alan Mason, John Sterling from Radio Nottingham, Paula Routledge. We know Paula, yes. Yeah, Good Paula, from Paula will be there Media. again. She's great. So yes. she's, she's on the question time panel. We've got Mark Smith from Radio Derby. Um, it, the the list is, is growing. Karen Jimson, obviously, from Radio Leicester, is going to be involved at the show, same as she was last year. So we will excuse you from not including Radio Newark on the question time panel because you've you got Paula on you there. Can pop along. <laughs> I don't know if there's any anybody within the um, the Radio Newark family who is um, a gardening expert, actually. But as I say, pa- uh, Paula from Floral Media is, is a good friend, so yeah. we'll, we'll let you off with that well, one. We're open to add uh, a second marquee as well, um, where we'll include artisans and local crafts so that's going to be separate the floral marquee it'll be a different marquee to the one we had last year um physically a bit different but it's going to be in the same place so that there's going to be a floral marquee and we're already attracting all sorts of well-known uh, experts from around the country um i had a call this morning um it's about seven o'clock from a landscaper uh, messaged me, uh, Jake Bust. He's down in Berkshire and he's taking an interest in what we're doing. Um, so the, the the news is spreading. So although I want it to be local, we are attracting sort of inquiries nationally now already. And, and this will snowball. Mm-hmm, definitely, you know, yes. people have got to go with it year on year. It will grow. Um, so we, we'll just look into that. The Duchess has been very supportive in what we're trying to do there, so she's obviously very big into horticulture herself and appreciates uh, everything that we're putting on down there. So, But this year we've got we've got book signings. Um, there's a lady contacted me last, last week, I couldn't even pronounce her surname. She's based in New York, and she's written a book called Botanical Shakespeare, and she exhibited at Chelsea last year, and this year she wants to come and 
exhibit with us. Wonderful. You know, so we, we're starting, it, it's growing almost daily, um, you know, the type of thing. But it's got to be a careful balance that we don't end up with 65 burger wagons and, and <laughs> one florist, you know, so... Um, <laughs> Yes, going back to that, um, obviously the majority of people who are going to be going will be interested in the horticultural side of things, but it is a family event and there'll be, there'll be lots of other things going on for people who um, are maybe not so um, channeled towards gardening, so um, food and drink yeah, and music. We've, we've got local foods, um, is it Brocklebys, pies, they, they've contacted me this week, uh, Mount Mary, the pies and stuff, so there'll be lots of different pie things going off. We're looking into um, having a, a, a place where you can actually pre-book teas and have, have proper afternoon tea served. Cake. Cakes, mm. there's always cake. <laughs> One of the horticulturists, Rob Hardy, who is nationally known, uh, don't know how many Chelsea goals he's got, I've lost count, but Rob and Rosie will be there again, and, and Rob loves his cake, and that's almost his fee for coming, I think, so... <laughs> <laughs> Prosecco van again? Prosecco van again. There'll be a bar again. The live music, we've got uh, the two guys that were there last year and we're hoping to add a third and maybe a fourth. There'll hopefully be the bagpiper there again that was there last year uh, to give a bit of atmosphere as people are walking up to the event. There's all sorts of things. The one thing that we, we have managed to do, um, last year there was a little bit of does it, doesn't it include admission to the castle gardens all that sort mm, of thing mm. um this year we've got an undertaking that the admission price to the uh, to the festival also covers people's admission into the actual gardens if they want to go into the building that's that's separate that's yeah. but that's yeah. all separate at beaver yeah so the package that we're putting together it's including car park it's including the talk times it's including live music and you can you can go and have a walk around the gardens up at the castle as well so the actual package we're putting together uh, as part of the admission is going to be quite appealing this year well we are almost out of town uh, out of town out of time this morning um literally running into the last couple of minutes before we hand over to uh craig with his sunday lunch show so we have just got time to hear from andy a last few bits and pieces first of all um just mention briefly because we haven't got around to it yet um there's charities that you'll be supporting this time yeah, the, the main one is the Royal Gardeners Benevolent Society, known as Perennial. So they are uh, very, again, very supportive of what I'm doing, but there'll be a donation made uh, out of each ticket towards their charity, and they go to help people in hard times in the gardening world. High Ground, I've already mentioned, uh, Macmillan uh, were, were supporting their entrance to the show. They're going to be in attendance, which uh, they do fantastic work as well, appreciate and everybody loves a Labrador, so we've got Team Edward Labrador Rescue back again, uh, and I'm supporting their their entrance at the show. So. Fantastic. You, um, now, you, you, we've said it's a, it's a family event. If you're supporting a, a Labrador charity, does that mean families and dogs can come? Families and dogs. Well-behaved dogs <laughs> and owners on leads. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Now, going back to the, um, the ticket package, which, as you said before, includes um, admission to the grounds at Castle. Tell us how much the tickets are. On the day, it's going to be the same as last year. We've kept the prices down, um, so it's going to be £15 again on the day. We've got an early bird that's going to be on sale very shortly uh, that's going to be reduced to 12 So we, we didn't offer an early bird last year. So again, I've took on board the feedback and we're looking what we can do 
uh, let's just say margins are very tight when you when you start playing with with the big boys at these castles. And 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 you say tickets fifteen pounds. Is there is there a concession um, or a child's fee? There's a child, price? Uh, yeah, there's a concession on the child's price down to five pounds uh, for under sixteens. So we look again. We're looking at all sorts of things like that all the time. Fantastic. And before we run completely out of time, time, tell us where people can find out the details of the festival keep updated on it and where they can buy those tickets when they're okay. ready to well we we don't run a, a website for the event um we didn't do it last year we didn't run a website we do we use social media so there's a facebook page uh, which has all the information on there for the beaver flower and garden festival we are again using the the castle as a box office so to purchase tickets in advance it's a case of going on to beaver castle's website and there'll be a link through there to to the box office for people to purchase the tickets fantastic so keep an eye on social media um look out for beaver flower and garden festival um 2019 which takes place 13th and 14th of july 13th and 14th yes absolutely and um you will be able to see when you can get your tickets um and as um andy says there's a uh, an early bird price so you really want to be keeping an eye open for that one that is literally all we've got time for this morning andy thank you very much indeed for coming over no, thank you my I pleasure i only slipped nearly once didn't i i stuck to andy i, I didn't actually alan didn't come out but it was close i'd love alan to be there but that's <laughs> a different story <laughs> maybe next year and maybe then and then year. you can bring him into radio new york and we will interview the pair of you together then i will have fun won't i Definitely. andy and alan um have fun in terms of getting the right name i will be back with you next weekend um from 10 till 12 with me will be rosalind and, and our um guest is pam edwards we are